You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of The Nerd Table. Coming to you a little bit later than normal, but that's okay, because the important thing is we're here. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by Dan and Eric. Hello, boys. Hello. Howdy, fellas. Eric is COVID negative. Rectamundo. Well, I, actually, I don't know. I won't find out the results until tomorrow. But you were. You don't sound like you've got the COVID. Nah. But, you know, I'm always sick. That's my secret power. Except for when the two of us are sick. Yeah. Right? Well, oh since God. we last talked, my father got COVID. Oh, jeez. But oh, he no. is on a cross-country road trip to a car, a car event. So he just stayed in his hotel for a week and then went the rest of the way to the car event. <laughs> uh, could, I guess that could have been worse. They are, my parents are in Aspen, Colorado for Z-Fest for BMW Z-Series cars. Nice. Sounds like fun. All right. Well, if everybody's feeling good, let's talk about the year 1994 for episode 94. And by the way, our 100th episode is coming up, and we're going to do it live, just so you guys know. So be ready for that. Live on a video. So good luck. We'll take we'll take live comments. We'll take live questions, and uh, and also it's been a lot. I'll do this now, um, but it's been a lot of fun ramping up the YouTube content lately. I'm actually doing uh, two separate shows with each of you guys, so now you two have to come up with something and do it together. Well, no, you don't have to, but I want to. I want to like just times where you like I'm I'm watching your guys' show and I'm just like oh man. I want to be on the show. But also part of the dynamic of your show is that you guys were physically in each other's presence for several years, whereas Chris and I have been together for two meals. Yes, we've had two meals together. And I haven't met Eric ever. One of them was in Harrisburg and one of them was in Charlotte. So, So wait a minute, Chris, which one of you have you seen last? It was November 2019 after you went to Orlando. So, Dan, it would be Dan. It was right before COVID hit. (laughs) COVID hit a few months after that, yeah. (laughs) Yup. This cannot be. We have to change this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know where I am. That is true. You're actually closer to me now than you were in Florida. That's a hell of a drive, though. And now that I don't have a Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, there's this there's this great invention, Eric. It's called the airplane. I don't have an airplane. How much money do you think I have? You buy a ticket and you get on an airplane and you let Miranda fly you over to where hey, I am. Miranda, come pick me up. I'll buy you dinner. All right. The year was 1994. The Winter Olympics were in Lillehammer. Lots of movies came out this year. Dan, what were the top five movies of 1994? Top five movies in 1994. Number five was the Flintstones movie. I saw that in the theater. I don't know if I saw it in the theater or not. But I definitely had the video and watched it several times. John Goodman is Fred Flintstone. Barney Rubble is Rick Moranis. It's a fun movie. And then in the sequel, which I never saw, he's played by Robert Baratheon, Robert Baratheon Mark Addy. <laughs> and Stephen Baldwin is Barney Rubble. Yep. So that was number five. Number four is actually uh, a, a movie that has a TV series coming out that just wrapped. It's the Santa Claus. Saw that in the theater as well. I don't know about the theater, but I have seen it numerous times. It's a good one. It is a good one. Number three is an action film, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was actually uh, actually starting to wrap up his career as an action guy, as a regular action guy, and it's True Lies. It's a good one. Really good chase scene. Also the horse on the building. <laughs> I uh, did Number not two. see that in the theater, but I did watch it at a sleepover. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Number two, the Disney animation renaissance continues with The Lion King. Definitely saw that in the theater. Uh, considered by many to be one of the best Disney animated movies of all time. I agree. And number one movie of the year, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump. What? What about Revenge of the Nerds 4? <laughs> uh, Forrest... I haven't seen past the first one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the year 1994, some other movies that came out, some stuff you may have heard of, includes House Party 3. Is that where Kid and Play have a house party? Yep. Kid and Play have a house party. On like a... What was it? um, 30 Rock? Or maybe it was Parks and Recreation? It's like that movie where they have a house party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Car 54 Where Are You came out. That's one of those infamous uh, worst movies of all time lists. How about Ace Ventura Pet Detective? Yeah, 94 was the Jim Carrey year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to say the other two soon, so. Do you remember Blank Check? Yes, or the mobster wrecks the kid's bicycle and he gives him a blank check. And the kid just So can't. he's like, how about $1 billion? 
And they give it to him, too. Because the mobster has that money in the bank account. How about four weddings and a funeral? Never seen it. It's actually pretty good. It's a Hugh Grant movie. Four weddings at this point. (laughs) I've been to four weddings as well. I've also been to a funeral. I've been to more than one, unfortunately. I believe I may have been to more funerals than weddings. That is unfortunate. It depends on who you ask. (laughs) The Ref came out this year. Dennis Leary movie. Uh, Shout out to Jeff Trelawitz because I know he loves that movie. Let's see. Naked Gun 33 and a third. The final insult. Uh, Third one. D2, The Mighty Ducks. Nice. Thumbelina. Jody Benson as not Ariel. Uh, let's see. What else did we have this year? Uh, Leprechaun 2, because we had to make that movie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going down the list here. Ah, PCU came out this year. I've never seen it, but that's one of those ones that I've been told repeatedly that I would like. So, maybe one day I'll I'll sit down and I'll do it. Uh, this was... I actually thought this was more of a of a uh, mini series than a movie, but Stephen King's The Stand with Gary Sinise. I know that was a pretty intense one. Y'all ever heard of a movie called The Crow? Yes, I have. Yes, that came out in '94 from Miramax Films. Why do I feel like that's older than '94? It's actually not, believe it or not. I know it does feel that way, but yeah, Brandon Lee's last movie. Because 94 is longer ago than you think. Yeah, let's not start that. Uh. Maverick came out in 94, Mel Gibson movie. It's an interesting one. Uh, if Again, we've talked about how I'm not big on Western-style movies, but that is... That movie's wild, because all these... Bunch of shenanigans, and it all leads up to a card tournament. <laughs> and it's like the card tournament is just is just the third act. The first two <clears throat> acts are just a bunch of crazy shit. Uh, in 94, this movie came out. It was about this bus that was speeding around the city and had to keep its speed above 50. And if its speed dropped below 50, it would explode. Oh, I think was it was called... called Slow? It's called... No. Breaking, the bus that couldn't slow down. (laughs) That's the Simpsons joke I was putting out there. It's speed. Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper, and Sandy B. Good movie. And again, people like always just think about the the uh, the bus part. And the bus doesn't start until like a half hour in, and there's still a half hour after it. (laughs) Yeah, because then there he has to go actually get the terrorist. (laughs) People forget that part. I mean, it he ends, doesn't have to go after it. It ends in a subway, and I don't mean a sandwich shop. Yes. Where apparently, if you put on too much mayo, you'll get shot and killed. <laughs> yeah, I heard what? that story. Yeah. Subway employee got shot and killed for putting too much mayo on a sandwich. 
mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like mayo, but I wouldn't shoot anybody over it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I condone that behavior, but I understand. <laughs> uh, here's a movie that my father loves to death. Baby's Day Out. Really? He will watch that movie and cackle laugh. That's the part where like, the baby ends up in a construction zone? Yeah. And again, it's like a group of mobsters trying to get the baby. <laughs> I know. Just I saw it once. We like we like uh, you know rented it. <laughs> I like to pretend it never happened. But your dad loves it. He loves that stupid movie. Hey, we all have shitty movies we really enjoy. Oh yeah, we all do. Speaking uh, of which, you ever got a chance to check out Free Jack? No. But I will. Remind me at the end of the show. I'll forget. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Put it in the comments in the show right now. You ever heard of a movie called Angels in the Outfield? Yes, it is a remake. It is, but it's good. Is it? It is. It's like an old black and white movie. The Lassie movie. Uh, one of Siskel and Ebert's all-time least favorite movies, North. About the kid named North. They wrapped that movie a new one when it came out. Yeah, because the whole movie, none of it actually happened. The Mask. There you go. The other big Jim Carrey movie that came out this year. <clears throat> There's one more. Yep. Uh, then we also have Airheads. That's a really good movie that I didn't hear about for another five years, six years after it. It's good. It's fun. The Little Chandler Rascals Gushkami. movie. We made a Little Rascals movie the same year we made the Lassie movie. The Rascals movie. It's enjoyable. And then there's the outtakes at the end where there's like a full like three minutes of them telling the girl that plays Darla to stop looking at the camera. Yep. Natural Born Killers. Woody Harrelson, Robert Downey Jr., Juliette Lewis, Tommy Lee Jones, Tom Sizemore. <clears throat> really good cast in this, including Rodney Dangerfield in a crime thriller. But yeah, that's a... Well, he doesn't get any respect, and that's a crime. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey, uh... I tell my doctor, Vinny Boombots. Considered by many to be one of the greatest movies ever made a personal favorite of Dan's, The Shawshank Redemption. It's a good movie. It's It's been a while since I've seen it. It's a really good movie. It's also one of those movies that I feel like you only need to see once every once in a while. It, It does lose something if you watch it too often. I would agree with that. The Ed Wood biopic came out this year. Johnny Depp playing Ed Wood. It's so good. We talked about it earlier today in our YouTube show that we did. Yes, that we recorded, which is not out yet. You'll be hearing this before you hear that. But yeah, this is this is such a good movie. Really fun movie that talked about the just what a what a wreck the whole Ed Wood thing was. Like every movie he ever produced was just awful. So like like, you know, just Giving a damn and having that much passion can get you to actually 
do something. Like maybe it isn't world renowned or anything, but you know what? He is world known now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Little Giants? Another Rick Moranis movie. I do. That was a That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Same formula, misfit team. This is just a Pee Wee football team. I feel like every misfit sports movie should have Rick Morales in it. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Many people consider this to be Tarantino's best movie. While I personally disagree with that, I do see the appeal behind it, and it's another one of those movies that's got a huge cast of characters and a huge list well, wait, of stars. What would you say is his best movie? I say... Reservoir Dogs. Good one. My personal favorites are Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards. But if I was going to actually say what I thought his best movie was, I would say Reservoir Dogs. I I don't... Mm, I don't know. Now, when you say Kill Bill... Part one. Okay. You can watch it as one movie because it was originally made as one movie. They were forced to split it. I also like Django. Well, I haven't seen Django, so I can't judge that. Wes Craven's New Nightmare came out this year. That's the one where they... (laughs) The horror movie trope of, we've made so many of these movies, it's time to make the movie where they make a movie based on the movie. All the events that have happened, yep. Very entertaining, though. One of my personal all-time favorite movies, Clerks. Really good. Really good. Really, really good. That's the movie that gave us Kevin Smith. And we are so thankful for that. So thankful. As we continue down the list, the Stargate movie came out. In 94, Kurt Pretty Russell, good. James Spader. The Double Dragon movie, unfortunately, came out this year. Why is it like that? Because I've seen it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Has the guy from Iron Chef in it. <clears throat> yup. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We watched that in school. I watched that in school. It was my film studies class. We watched the OG Frankenstein and we watched that one. Compare and contrast. OG Frankenstein is barely an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Interview with the Vampire. That's a good one, too. Really is. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's a fun, fun one. The Miracle on 34th Street. They had the best performances. I literally think that little girl had the uh, the best performance. Underage Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. Well, that was the whole idea, right? Is that she got stuck being a kid, but she was aging, so her she was getting smarter and more mature, but like she still looked like a little kid. Like that's good that's good stuff. The actress can pull that off. Uh, the Miracle on 34th Street remake came out this year with Richard Attenborough as Santa Claus. I, I think the original is still the better one, but I like the. But instead of doing like the letters to Santa, I like the way they do the 
the twist in this one. So if the if our money says in God we trust, but we can't quanti- physically quantify God, then why can't he be Santa? Because we can't physically quantify Santa. I like that better than the letters to Santa argument. I like the letters to Santa because they say we we get letters to Santa and we send it to him. So he's Santa. Here's another personal favorite of yours, Dan. Leon the Professional. Yeah. You got me to watch that for the first time. Underage Natalie Portman. (laughs) You got me to watch that for the first time, and that was so good. Gary Oldman genuinely freaks me out in that movie. I know. He's so good. But then the, the end, though. End is good. Star Trek Generations. Pretty good. The Swan official death. Yep. The Swan Princess. Oh, that's a Disney movie. Nope. Is it a Bluth? It's a New Line Cinema. Ah, New Line. I just have to mention this one because it's on this list. But one of the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movies came out this year. How the West was fun. (laughs) And then we have Junior. The movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a man who gets pregnant. Because, of course, that existed. How about the Page Master? Macaulay Culkin. Oh, he's Page Master. Okay. What I thought you... I thought you said uh, so it broke up and I thought it was Puppet Master. No. Page Master. Imagine Macaulay Culkin at eleven years old doing Puppet Master. Yep. <laughs> that would have been great. And then the third Jim Carrey movie. Dumb and Dumber. It's a really good movie, but you cannot watch it that often. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. And of course, Macaulay Culkin as Richie Rich in the Richie Rich movie came out this year as well. And just to make sure that the year ended on the lowest note possible, the Street Fighter movie came out. Which was also not very good. R.I.P. Raul Julia. Yeah. Recently, right? No, he died while that movie was being made. Oh, I thought that was... Somebody died recently that was in a movie that we were just talking about, and I thought that's who you were referring to. But it does have that powerful moment. The day M. Bison went to your town was the greatest day in your life, but to me it was Tuesday. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, that concludes 94 in film. Dan, what were the top five songs of 1994? Well, Sappy Love Songs. Yeah. Is number five is Hero by Mariah Carey. Ugh. Number four was The Power of Love by Celine Dion. Ugh. Number three is I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. All right, that's a good song. Boys to Men is just going to be on there for all of the 90s. Yeah. I do like that because it's like, I'll make love to you when you want me to, and I'll hold you tight, baby. I'll do it tight. And it's like, and, I'll, and I will not let go until you tell me to. Because uh, 
it's really important to me that I have your permission and consent. Number two is, I swear, the all-for-one version, because there was like five people that released that album that year. And one of them was a country singer. And the number one song, it actually came out, the I think, late at the end of the year, the year before. But the number one song for 94 was The Sign by Ace of Bass. Remember when that was everywhere? Good God. Uh... Lisa Loeb's big hit, Stay, I Missed You, came out in 94. Two other Ace of Base big hits, All That She Wants and Don't Turn Around. How about What a Man by Salt and Peppa? Remember that one? Yep. Can You Feel the Love Tonight from Elton John, which of course came from The Lion King. Because, Yep. The love song from yeah, there was a shoop by Salt and Peppa came out this year. By the way, a recent reveal for I guess people recently found out Nala was almost definitely has the same father. Oh yeah, yeah, that's been that's been part of the film theories forever. Because that's <laughs> and how to the be. point where now if you Google who was Nala's father. It will show Mufasa. Yep. Uh, I like this song, Shine by Collective Soul. Yep. I did Collective Soul. Uh, the Crash Test Dummies big hit came out. Would that be the... Mm-hmm. That would be the one. I like their Superman song. Is really good. That's uh, the best song. This I was the year we learned that Meatloaf would, would do anything for love, but he won't do that. And what is that? Uh, getting pegged. Whoop! There it is. Was still on the charts. Apparently, <laughs> much lower, but it was still there. Uh, "Linger" by the Cranberries. That's a good song. Cranberries had a few bangers. Uh, "Loser" by Beck, which they still play. He's a loser, baby. So why don't you kill him? Snoop Doggy Dog released Gin and Juice. That was my introduction to Snoop Dogg, by the way, that song. Uh, Bruce Springsteen released Streets of Philadelphia. That's a good one. I have eight. <clears throat> uh, Tootsie Roll by the 69 Boys. More jock jams on here. Oh, that's old. Let me see the Tootsie Roll. Aerosmith, amazing. And Aerosmith, crazy. This is a good song. I Can See Clearly Now by Jimmy Cliff. That's a really good song. Uh, Let's see. Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, December 1963, Oh, What a Night. The DJ Ben... Librand Remix came out. Yeah, I remember that song became big again in the 90s. Yeah. Bon Jovi's Always, which is a really good song as well. So yeah, um, some good stuff. And Hathaway's What Is Love was still charting. Good for them. Baby, don't hurt me. What were some of the big video games that came out in 1994? 
Rare for the Super Nintendo made Donkey Kong Country. Ooh. Talk about a bomb-ass soundtrack. Those games are so good. Rare made so many good games. Also that year was Super Metroid. I've actually heard people call that the best Super Nintendo game of all time. I would agree with that if it wasn't for two other games. Zelda and Chrono Trigger? Three other games. (laughs) 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 I feel like I can't place one above the other, but it's literally between Super Mario RPG... Chrono Trigger and Legend of Zelda. Mario RPG was so good. Yeah. Third big game of the year was NBA Jam! That was proof that sometimes an arcade-style sports game is necessary to just be fun. I wish they would, like, redo it. They redid it like 10 or so years ago. They need to redo it. Like, What they need to do is like every four or five years, new version, and then every year, just update it. And then every, you know, and then four or five years later, new version. Yeah, you would think that would be the good way to do it. All right, Dan, what kind of uh, TV shows were debuting in 94 that we could watch? Another relatively big list here. Friends started. Not that I think any of us are fans, but it was the number one show for quite a while. You don't have to be a fan of something to recognize that it was good. Or at least popular and like you can understand it. I just I just remember um, people thinking the show was going to die all the time because they're like, oh, they're changing the day it's on. Uh-oh, it's no longer going to be on after Seinfeld. They're screwed. They're going to start the Thursday night block. Uh oh, that show's dead, and nope. Also, starting in '94, ER. Oh, my mom loved that show. Was that really '94? Why do I feel like that was like in the mid 2000s? It ran it, for a long time. It ran for a very long time and survived a major uh, actors leaving, like George Clooney and. It survived a lot of stuff. So ER could survive a bunch of shit, but God forbid we get to keep, like, any, anything decent that goes on Fox. You talking about Firefly? Oh, uh, you know it. You still salty about that? Aren't you? <laughs> Listen, after that, Alan Tudyk only plays animal noises now. <laughs> or droids. Imperial droids. He's two characters in Harley Quinn, which is coming back July 28th. Yeah, we we're going to talk about that later, but that was also debuting Spider-Man, the animated series where he wasn't allowed to throw a punch. I remember that being pretty popular, though. And Slash wrote the theme song. That's Spider- awesome. Spider-Blood, Spider-Blood, radioactive Spider-Blood. Spider-Blood. 
also starting. Hey, let's go back to that TGIF block and go to Sister, Sister. I never watched Sister, Sister. And then on Nickelodeon Saturday nights, all that. Snick. On Snick. A sketch comedy show. Sketch comedy show for us, the kids. Well, as for the preteens and teens. Yeah. So we could have our own Saturday Night Live, basically, is what it was. Yes. Yet only one of them would actually move on to Saturday Night Live. Yup. Good old Keenan Also Tom. starting that year, Gargoyles. That was a very that's a very underappreciated show. It really was. It's actually really good. And with a voice cast of mostly next generation Star Trek next generation actors. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to uh Nickelodeon for a little bit here and talk about the secret world of Alex Mack. I have not seen that show. That was one I never got into. Also on Nickelodeon, Chris, would you would you like to say? No, I would not. But you're going to make me do it anyway. So <laughs> uh, that would be ah, real monsters. You cut out. What was it? No, <laughs> I recorded just fine. I don't care if you heard it. Fine. <laughs> I can I can see what the mic levels are right now. I know it captured. Anyway. Uh, one of my favorite Nicktoons, this was always a Nicktoon that I felt was very underappreciated in the long run, because it was a very clever concept and idea, it had the darker tones, it took place in New Jersey, and a dump in Newark, but I, I always just really liked the concept of this secret underground world that they live in, and I always thought the characters were just fun and entertaining. And while... They definitely ran out of good material by the the last season. Like, they were definitely just, like, coming up with new ways to try to revolutionize the monster world instead of just building stories around what they already had. I thought the show was really well done. It had a very, that, that really unique animation style that sticks out when you see it. And I think uh, that would be one of those shows that would benefit from... So apparently the, the movie that they were working on that was supposedly too dark for for kids and that's why they scrapped it was apparently just a big myth anyway. But with the success of like the Hey Arnold Jungle movie and Invader Zim Enter the Florpus and they rebooted Rugrats and they've been doing some other stuff with some Nickelodeon shows too. Why not give the real monsters their due and bring them back one more time? I, I do know that they that the voice actress of Oblina has passed away, but at the same time, Hey Arnold was voiced by literal kids, so they couldn't recast, they had to recast all of them. So why not do something with real monsters in this day and age? How would real monsters react to this modern era with like everybody having phones now? Like how would they adjust to that? You know, you could tackle stuff like that. I'd be down to see a real monsters like the new adaptation is just like we don't even have to hide anymore. Nobody pays attention. You just walk right by people because they're all on their phones. Like, look, 
I mean, yeah, that would be a good plot point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see more real monsters, so. Also, starting in 94 is the all-computer animated reboot. Ah, uh, this, poor, this poor show did not age well. I fucking love that show when I was a kid. It's about the world inside your computer and all the little people that do the things that make the stuff work. It's called and when you load up a game, the people there's people in the computer that have to play the parts of the game. That's called Wreck-It Ralph. Granted, that came out later, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Tron, basically. I think it was. I think they have said it was inspired by Tron, but that's okay because you know inspiration is not a bad thing. There is a Evil Dead episode. It's awesome. Where the user put plays an Evil Dead video game. Pretty much. Damn users! Also in '94 was the critic. Yes, Mike Reese, Simpsons writer, left the Simpsons to create the critic. It stinks. I read his book, the autobiography put out about what it was like to to go from The Simpsons to The Critic and then back. Really interesting stuff, and... He went back? Yeah, because The Critic only lasted two seasons. And went to, like, three different networks during its lifetime. Yeah. Now, The Critic was a... Critic was a good show, it just... It didn't get its, uh... It didn't get its due. Kind of like Duckman, when that came out. I think it would have done... It would have done better now. I think the critic would have done better. I think it would do. I think that's another one of those shows where if it actually came back, it might actually do well. Who did I say this about? What was? Oh yeah, it actually was The Simpsons that I said this about. That the fact that The Simpsons is still on the air was is actually a detriment to it for what has been happening in this modern era. Because think about this. Imagine if The Simpsons went off the air in, like, the early 2000s or so, and then they decided to bring The Simpsons back, like they're doing all these comebacks. Um, Instead of having them evolve and everything with the internet and phones and everything, you could have had them tackle that stuff initially, like they did with Animaniacs. And I think it would have been even better. Like, this would be a good time for the critic to make a comeback. Shows like that with those interesting, unique concepts, like The Critic and Real Monsters and Gargoyles, are all shows that would benefit from a reboot because of how things have changed in 20-something years. So in 94, but also ending in 94. Thunder in Paradise. (laughs) You just put this on here so I would rag on it. Is this that Hulk Hogan yeah. movie? Yeah. Hulk Hogan on a boat. Yep. It lasted one season. It bombed. Brother. Oh, man. Anyway, and the last one was The Tick. Underrated, Army. underappreciated. I remember The Tick. I remember. When I start doing my Super Nintendo streams, Dan, you're going to have to look up a lot of history on some of this stuff. Because you know how many Super Nintendo's games are based on the culture at the time? Like, there's a Bonkers game. There's a game based on The Tick. There's a game based on Bobby's World. There's a game based on Eek the Cat. There's a game based on Biker Mike's from Mars. Like, 
We're going to have to do a lot of research into these games. Biker Mice from Mars. You know, Eric, you can be part of those streams, too, because the whole point of the stream is I'll just be playing the game, but we'll, it'll be like we're having a podcast. Like, you can play your Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff. And or you can play League of Legends and tell us how badly it's going. I am actually very proud of myself. I have not played League of Legends in months. <laughs> there you go. I was like, I moved on to Yu-Gi-Oh!, which I'm actually pretty fucking good at. Mainly because it's not like like twitchy reflexes, you know, it's all about mm-hmm. like strategy and stuff like that. Right, right. All right, what were uh, the hot Christmas presents of '94? We got uh, Power Rangers figures. There what was also the trans- Tiger. Yeah. Sorry, I felt like. Wasn't 94 like a big Transformers year for toys? Apparently not. Not going to where I went. Yeah. Never mind. Carry on. There was the Tiger 2XL robot, which my sister got. He'd put these cassette tapes into him. And he'd talk in a robot voice and he'd tell you stories and he'd like ask you trivia questions. I remember hit- that thing. You'd hit the buttons on the front with your answer, and it would, you know, fast forward the tape to a certain spot to tell you if you were right or wrong. And he's who I learned that the foul pole is completely in fair territory. (laughs) There you go. And for the littler kids, Mr. Bucket. Oh, my God. Where you'd put the balls in there, and then he'd spin them back out. Mr. Bucket loved balls. But you don't put them in his mouth. They come out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, my. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying very, very much to not say anything. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. Since we talked about my uh, daily video game list, it's been so long, I don't even remember where we left off. Oh, we're so far behind that we probably can't and shouldn't. <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. So we, d- we did talk about Zork, I remember that. We talked about Kid Icarus. Uh, Pokemon Black and White Ring-A-Bell? Yes, somewhat. Did we talk about Starcraft? That I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Well, we definitely talked about some of these games. Like, we talked about Dr. Mario. We talked about Zork, Kid Icarus, Pokemon Black and White, and StarCraft. So I'm just going to start from where we were then, and we'll just go ahead and catch up. So we got Crash Bandicoot. That would be OG PlayStation Crash Bandicoot. Uh, Ultima Underworld was the next day. I've never played that. Ninja Gaiden. One of the famous uh, NES hard games. You know what Gaiden means? Gaiden means like side story. So what the fuck is the main story if Ryu Hayabusa isn't the main story? I don't know. Uh, The next game was called Berserk. Little happy face. 
Excite Bike for the NES. That's I actually enjoy that course in Mario Kart. Yeah, it's a good one. We may have talked about some of these already because this one's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is really good, by the way. And the sequel and the has sequel. been announced. Member Rock Band. Yeah, yeah, I played it a lot. I know Rock Band was so much fun. Rock Band was fun. That was a fun game. Especially when you had somebody doing all four roles. How about Contra? Contra. That one is like... I mean, it literally gave us cheat codes. Yeah. Mark Adams and I played the arcade version on Xbox Live. And we beat the game... But we were down to our last of the 30 lives. Like, we were done. Contra is a good game, though. Uh, This one is called The House in Feta Morgana. Nobody reacted to that one, so maybe nobody's ever played it. Uh, Super Super Mario Sunshine, as the advertisement said, is the wettest Mario's ever been. And yes, that was a real advertisement. Next game is called Bioshock. Ever heard of that one? Oh, yes. Uh, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. That was on day 150. Then we had Team Fortress 2. That was the last day of May. So here's all the games of June. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Played that a few years ago, finally. Throw some feedback out there as you hear the games. Command and Conquer. What a difficult game that was. That's, yeah, that's the RTS thing where it's like easy, 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 and then the third level is impossible. And you're like, what the hell? Right, they they're like we're gonna give you five troops and uh, and one medic, and you go ahead and try to win against eight. You can't medics. even base build. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> Psychonauts, Act Razor, Hitman, Codename Forty Seven, great game. Fantastic game. Oh, the first one? Yeah. Gears of War 2. That's probably the best Gears of War, yeah. The first Gears was near the beginning of the year. There's a couple of series where I've included sequels instead of just representatives of the franchise because they're worth talking about. Uh, This game is one of my favorites. It's called The Simpsons Hit and Run. What if Grand Theft Auto took place in Springfield? Somebody like remade that and like just remade that recently, I think. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. Uh, this game is called The Last of Us. That is quite the ride. Indeed. Indeed. This game is called Duck Hunt. Fucking badass dog laughing at your ass if you miss. 
<laughs> Fuck that dog. All right. This game is called Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Objection. It's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way of life. Then we have Donkey Kong Jr. Jr.? The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. That was quite a game. Uh, yeah. Sean Bean's in it. Mm-hmm. And he dies. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> this game is called Mist. M-Y-S-T. M-Y-S-T. Yeah. That so, was like a big game like before... Before a lot of people, before even I had a computer, um, people were talking about that game. It's like an OG CD-ROM game, right? Yeah. It's a big puzzle game. Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. Uh, that one, I just get, I can never, could never get over the uh, proportion issues. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Where... Mario is eight times the size of a question block instead of half of the <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time... They definitely did much better with two. Six Golden Coins was a great game. All right, this game is another one of my personal favorites. It's called Batman Arkham Asylum. Considered yeah. by many to still be the best Batman game ever made, period. The art games say, in general are are fantastic. I'd say, I'd say City's a better game, but Asylum's a better story. City's in a, a good expansion, but yeah, Asylum's actually got the story-driven element to it. I'm on night right now. Yeah. Uh, Everything but the over-reliance on the Batmobile was good. Yeah. That's, that's what's actually pissing me off right now. I'm just like... I feel like at at some point, like I'm no longer playing Batman. I'm just playing Twisted Metal. That's just Batman themed. <laughs> uh, this one's called Gran Turismo Two. Fuck that game. <laughs> Fuck I find game. most racing games either too realistic or too arcadey. So that game, Gran- yeah, that, that game was too fucking realistic as far as the handling is concerned but it didn't look good enough for it to be a realistic game. You know what I mean? Like it should have it should have been arcadey still in my opinion. But right. that's me bitching because I came over from Need for Speed Fair to Grand Theft or Grand Theft Auto 2 to Gran Turismo. Fair enough. Uh this game is called Doom. Which Doom? OG the OG Doom? Okay. So apparently recently somebody got it to work on a Lego brick? Oh my god. Dude, it will run on anything. I'm just like, what kind of Lego brick is that? <laughs> <clears throat> I seeing it run on the pregnancy test was my favorite one so far. Super Castlevania 4. That's the one where it's just a retelling of the first game, but it's on Super Nintendo. It's on Super Nintendo, so it's like everything's improved, yeah. That's what makes it super. Adventure for the Atari. 
freaking duck away from me. <laughs> it's a pretty good game, and you can beat it in like a minute and a half if you know what you're doing, which after about five minutes of playing, you do. Ice Climber. NES. Battlefield Bad Company 2. One of the better Battlefield games. Mm-hmm. The Bad Company games, pretty good. Yeah. As far as as far as like the story mode goes, Def Jam Vendetta. Well, which one was this one? This is the original. So it was the uh... where you can beat up everybody with Fat Joe. Yeah. Where it was using the uh, old wrestling engine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun game. So, it, it's it's only a funny story because it involves my father. Um, one of my really good friends, his dad passed away unexpectedly, and we went over to his house to kind of like, you know, just co- console the family and everything. And we were playing Def Jam Vendetta, and my parents had come over because, you know, they were friends of the family and everything. My dad comes into the living room and sits down, he's just like, what the hell are you guys playing? And we're playing a wrestling-themed game featuring rappers. And my father very badly wanted to voice his opinion, but (laughs) held his tongue. (laughs) Because I know he had an opinion about what he was watching. (laughs) All right. uh, We're almost, almost completely caught up now. This next game is called Animal Crossing New Horizons. That game's dumb. (laughs) I have played this game once a day since it launched on March 18th, 2020. I have never played it. No, but your fiancé has. Yeah, she made me a character. I made my own character, and I, I jumped in, and I was just like cool this is like before you can make your own like you, you had to share town or whatever yeah so i was just like cool where can i put my little tent can i put it here she's like no i was planning on making that this like well can i put it here and then she's like no i was gonna turn it into this and i was like so i'm not playing this game is what i'm hearing <laughs> it's like okay so i just stopped oh animal crossing so much fun, and Apollo is moving back in because his birthday's on July 4th. This next game is called Final Fantasy VI. Ah, Kafka. Uh, yes. Is that actually six, or is that like the four that's the six, or the six that's the four? No, it's the actual six, because the actual six became Final Fantasy three for Super Nintendo. <clears throat> and then... The actual three never came out here. Is that the one that starts with the people in the mechs and there's like the girl that's their slave or whatever? Yes. Or was it, wait, is that Mystic Quest? I don't know. Because I have played it for like a little bit. Called no, Glenn it's, the one the it's the one in the mechs, yeah. Uh, next game was called Limbo. That's a pretty good game. Because there's like a there's like a time I know wait limbo. Limbo, yeah, so um it's black and white, and you're just a little little kid going through the world in a black and white world, and 
Then there's spiders. <laughs> you got to find a way to get around them and stuff. Crazy. Call of Duty Black Ops. Black Ops is like... If I was going to play a Call of Duty game and it's not Modern Warfare, it's going to be Black Ops. That's why I picked those as the Call of Duty reps for the list. Next game is Bloodborne. Yeah, I've never got through the tutorial in any of those kind of games. (laughs) And last night's game was Terraria. Played that for a bit. It was enjoyable. It's like a 2D, Minecrafty kind of thing. All right. Today would be day 180. Meaning there is... I'm pulling up the list right now. How many days remaining? 186, because we're about halfway through the year. Mmm. I have a question for Eric. Let's do it three times! To who a three? Christopher, I want you to go... Right about the middle, <laughs> and give me number 98. That was right about the middle. Actually, I think that's exactly the middle. <laughs> the game you have chosen no, just over the middle. is Mega Man 2. Ooh, That's like the one that's the best one. It's also the hardest one, I think. Yes, but I think everybody agrees Mega Man 2 is the best one. Unless you're Did playing you guys it for Game Boy. See, um, the mini Nintendo Direct the other day? No. It was about like third party games coming. And one of the things that's coming is the complete collection of the um, Battle.net ones, or whatever the frick they're called. The ones where Mega Man goes into a computer. <laughs> oh, Battle Network? Yeah. Battle it's Network weird. is really good. Right, but it's not a Mega Man game. It is a like tactical game at that point. Mm. They just they just use the Mega Man IP. Okay. That was announced. A big thing with Mega Man Two that I remember <clears throat> was how much people liked the soundtrack because it's got one of the best eight bit soundtracks ever made. I mean, yeah, because you hear it a lot because you fucking die so much. <laughs> Imagine hearing a song for like eighteen hours straight because you're on you're stuck on this one stage, and then you beat it, and you're like, yeah, and you can sing the song word for well, not word for word, but like beat for beat because you're so happy you beat the fucking stage, and now that that memory just sinks in with the music. <laughs> But yeah, up until that, that, you're fucking angry. But then 30 years later, you're a full-on adult, and you hear the song, and you're triggered. Uh, this is very important to note, but uh, yesterday, Mel Brooks turned 96 years old, and yeah. we, need, we need to protect him at all costs. I mean, he, he is precious cargo in this universe. They did just announce that they are almost done developing a medication that could potentially make humans live to be 200 years old. I'm oh down. Oh, my God. All right. Why not? 
I'll take it. Uh, we need to give this to. We need to restrict it, right? We put a law on it. Anybody over the age of like sixty can't have it. Mel Brooks can have it. There has to be like a. There's always exceptions, right? The r- rules are meant for the ninety percent. The end. The other ten percent are made for exceptions. Bob Barker can take Brooks. it. He's like ninety nine. We give it to Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. He needs it. James Earl Jones. He just turned ninety. He's like ninety one now. Still voicing Darth Vader. There's a couple okay. of celebrities that are like way older than you think they are, like Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd. Like, oh yeah, Christopher Lloyd. All right, all right, new rule. Uh, anybody who's not a total piece of shit can get it this is as close as we're gonna get on this podcast no politicians (laughs) that is it (laughs) there we go (laughs) that was easy enough all right fair enough you know what let's see oldest living celebrities updated 2021 well it needs to be updated further because betty white is on here all right, let's see. Oldest living actors and celebrities from 2022. Let's see who comes up. The Queen. Uh, Marsha Hunt is currently the oldest at 104 years old. Who is that? She was in Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Jack Radar. He was in Outbreak. Uh, let's see. Here's some people that we would actually like know and be able to talk about. So let me just go down and find because these are just like like Henry uh, Norman Kissinger. Lear, ninety nine. Like Henry Kissinger is on here because he was in Tomorrow Never Dies. Yep, Bob Barker is currently ninety eight years old. Born on December twelfth, nineteen twenty three. Yeah, there's a there's a couple up here that you're just like, well, damn. It is pretty crazy to see who's still who's still around and how how old some of them are. Angela Lansbury is ninety six. Eva Marie Saint ninety six. There's Dick Van Dyke. Of course, President Jimmy Carter. Is Gene Shalit still alive? I actually didn't realize he was still alive, to be perfectly honest. Fucking Greenspan is 96. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Roger Corman. Queen Elizabeth II, 96 years old. David Attenborough, 96 years old. Mel Brooks. There's Mel. Tony Bennett, he's 95. I know it's really crazy to think about like how old these people are, and you're just like, any day you're going to get that news, right? Harry Belafonte, ninety-five. Mr. Feeney, ninety-five. Mr. Feeney's up there, yeah. Yeah, he's. I, I've known about that. He just posted something recently on like TikTok, kind of talking about like. He basically giving a very Mr. Feeney style message. 
was Mary Harris, who was Aunt Someone May. Uh, Aunt May from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, 94. Yep. There's Bob Newhart. He's 92. Paul Dooley in 94. It's another one we need to protect. Birch Bacharach, 94. Birch Bacharach. Dr. Ruth, 94. <clears throat> wow. Gene Hackman's 92. Robert Wagner's 92. Buzz Aldrin, careful, they're ruffled. This is nuts, all these all these actors that are in there. Marion Ross from Happy Days, 93. Clint Eastwood's 92. I know, like, it's uh, the whole list, right? Like, Robert Duvall is 91. There's James Earl Jones at 91. William Shatner's 91. Although he has actually aged quite well. Bob Newhart, 92. Willie Mays. Willie Mays is 91. Jeez. Don King is still alive, huh? I mean, you don't got to say it like that, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I actually didn't realize he was still alive. <laughs> like, look at this fucking asshole. What is he doing? <laughs> He's not in anybody's corner anymore. John Aston still alive, ninety two. Original Gomez Adams. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy when you when you see some of these names. I like how the rest of those podcasts is basically like, oh look at this motherfucker, he's still alive. Michael Kane is eighty nine. Michael Kane. Well, I'm also like looking for people who like when we hear the news, it's gonna suck and it's gonna happen sooner rather than later. Carol Burnett's eighty nine. Willie Nelson's eighty nine. Joan Collins is 89. Like, just so many names you don't realize are that old. Roman Polanski is 88. Well, I don't think anybody's going to be heartbroken when that happens. Barbara Eden, Nigerian Jean, 90. So I uh, started a... Um, I, I, I started back up Projects by Chris O'Mealy on Instagram because I was having one of those... Well, I'm bored and I really want to do this thing. So, next project we're doing is I'm going to take all 413 of the Animal Crossing villagers and match them with a famous person of their namesake. So, like, if their name... To give you an example, the first person we did was Ace, the jock bird. And the person I teamed him with was Ace Freely from Kiss because it's the most famous person named Ace that I could think of. So I'm going to be coming up with all kinds of lists for that stuff. Uh, the next person is going to be Admiral. Then we have Agent S. We have Agnes. We have Al. We have Alfonso. So who are some of these famous people I can team these guys up with? Who's a famous Admiral? Could be a character. Akbar. Maybe. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Well, here's what I do. I, I go, I'm going to Google Admiral. I'm going to go to image search and see who comes up. And yes, here's a lot of fictional admirals. But the second I see a character, I know who I'm going to go with. And it's Akbar because of course it is. If you look up fictional admiral. 
You know who actually comes up before Akbar if you look up fictional admiral? Grand- uh, I don't know, Captain Crunch? Grand Admiral is- Thrawn. Oh, well, yeah. No, Admiral Crunch is the uh, Futurama parody serial. Well, in pictures I get Thrawn, and then I get... Wasn't it something, though, like Captain Crunch isn't an actual captain because of this, like, his stars, his ranking is, like, something else? Yeah, I think it actually is, like, an Admiral-type ranking. Yeah. Which is funny. I will probably do Admiral Akbar for old Admiral, the cranky, cranky bird. I mean, we could come up with all kinds of people for these lists. And Agent S. Agent S will be a tough one because do you go with do you go with the agent moniker? Do you go with is there Captain a... Crunch is actually a commander? Commander based Crunch. Upon, based upon his uniform. All right. So yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to come up with somebody for everybody. For Agent S, I'll probably just look up famous secret agents. We'll probably end up with James. Anyone Ryan. with a name with an S. Agent Smith. Well, there you go. I mean, that's the next one that came just... up. So I think we found our answer there. Oh God, this is going to be a fun project. So we're going to go all the way from Ace to Zucker. Oh, God, it's going to be Zuckerberg, isn't it? Of course it is. <laughs> now, there is an Eric Villager, but it's E-R-I-K. Imposter. <laughs> so we'll have Get to... Get a real name. Eric with a K. Dude, okay, so, like, I'm used to people misspelling my name and doing like Chris with a K but what really oh, yeah I've got I've gotten K-R-I-S before from people they'll just write down you K-R-I-S. see I would just I would uh, I would default C-H I'm guessing people who default the K-R-I-S knew Chris that way like, we, we did know Chris in um at Disney with a K I've known Chris's with K's before but the one that made me laugh the hardest was they they did CRIS, and I've actually never seen that one before. I know you can spell it that way, but like I've never had it misspelled that way before. I haven't seen KHRIS yet. They exist. I assume nobody's ever misspelled your name, Dan. Like, I feel like you have to be stupid to pull that one off. Like, how do you spell your name? Oh, I got it. B-O-B. It's all right. Close enough. There is uh, an NBA player with Chris with a K-H. Chris Middleton. And there's a baseball player. That's Chris with a K-H. Chris Davis. <clears throat> so of course, like some of them are going to be very, very obvious ones, but <clears throat> like, just to give an example, when I get to Sasha, 
everybody's going to expect me to do Sasha Banks. But let's be honest here. Who's my other option? Sasha Baron Cohen. So let me tell you what's not happening. But I think his is spelled with his C-H, isn't it? I actually don't know because I've, I think it is Sacha. Yeah, it is Sacha Baron Cohen. The spelling doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be somebody famous that can be, that can match it. Like, when I mean, I, you could use the DJ called Sasha. Yeah. Could do that. Some of them are going to be difficult, like when I get to anchovy. There's no famous person named anchovy, so you know what it's going to end up being, right? It's going to be a, char- a SpongeBob character. Because of all the anchovies that appear in SpongeBob with that unique art design. So. We all know that's where that one's going. Okay. Or you could use the dog that served in the British Army. Could do that. Sasha. Oh, I thought you were talking about a dog named Anchovy. Yeah. So, no, it'll be fun. Um, it just it gives me a little bit of a break, lets me kind of come up with stuff creatively and everything. Um, the YouTube stuff has been a ton of fun. I've been really enjoying that stuff, and I know you guys have been too. Uh, I want to give our friend Andy a special shout-out here because he was so happy when he got the feedback from you, Eric, about how cool the kit was. Dude, that kit was awesome. Like, I I watched... At first, I was just like, man, this house is huge. And it took me a while to realize, oh, he's filming that at church. (laughs) Like... (laughs) So I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, not like that. That is pretty funny, though. I was like, he is doing rather good for himself. <laughs> now, somebody's probably going to ask, what happens if you get somebody with uh, with multiple famous names, right? Like You choose one. You choose one, or you can always just have the fun and make a whole army out of it. Like, who would I do for Kevin? Kevin Bacon? That's where the Kevin came from, right? Kevin Hart? Because he is a pig. He's a pig, right. So. Or, Dan, do I just make it Kevin Steen? Because <laughs> fat! <laughs> He's a jock. Um. I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that we have to look forward to coming up. The Harley Quinn cartoon is coming back at the end of July. Kaylee Cuoco posted it on her Instagram, and I went nuts when I saw it because, hell yeah. And I, I think I'm going to have to go back and rewatch some of that stuff just to kind of catch up. All I know is that her and Ivy got together, and all they're doing is banging because that was what the whole trailer was. We're banging! Uh, Anything else coming out soon that you guys want to discuss? What y'all looking forward to? I'm looking forward to finally watching some stuff that's been out for a bit, actually. 
Well, what have you seen recently, Dan? Well, Obi-Wan wrapped up. But also, last Wednesday, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness hit Disney+. Plus. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I watched it that day. <laughs> okay. Now we can finally talk about it. Maybe not today, but... No, we can talk about it. It's been enough time, I think. We're and now also... it's been out for a week on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I think now's the time to talk about it. So what do we all think about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? It might be. It's probably, I think it's in my top five non-Avengers named MCU films. <laughs> okay. Because I know, like, I think my top two probably aren't named Avengers, but the other three are. <laughs> so if you take those out, there's room for three films to be in there. You know? I, I find myself saying, is this what Evil Dead would have been if Doctor Strange was in it? Especially by the end. <laughs> Especially by the when he dreams, dream walks into his dead body from the other universe. Yeah, fucking fantastic. Like I said, a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it would be in my top five, but it's not. It's not the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. Oh, and no, it's not the worst MCU. I liked movie. it better than the first one. I wasn't a big fan of the first Doctor Strange movie. But I really liked this one. I love the Sam Raimi elements. So the whole movie? <laughs> yeah. When she literally like backwards crawls through like the mirror area to get back into the main universe. Oh yeah, that was Sam Raimi. That had Sam Raimi written all over it. That shit was wild. Did you like the Bruce Campbell cameo? Of course I did. Pizza Papa? <laughs> and then, of course, the end credits. It's finally over. Lasts for about two, like, it was like two hours to ten days or something like that. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it was like a week or something like that. It's finally over. Are y'all looking forward to Thor Love and Thunder? Yes. Yeah, roughly 45 days after it comes out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll probably be seeing it that weekend. And it hits the... That's like next week, right? Yeah. The 8th? Yeah, next yep. Wednesday. Yep. Like Almost Natalie. Almost here. Whew, she could take me with that outfit. <laughs> I just saw a thing that said, <laughs> buff Natalie Portman can't hurt you. You're safe. It's like, that's the problem, Doc. I want her to. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, as a guy who's been into Natalie Portman since episode one, you got the, you had the crush, right? <laughs> like, hot damn, daddy like. <laughs> who's your top celebrity crush, though? Is it still Natalie Portman? I mean, I named my electronics after her still. Do you really? Yep. My computer in college. <laughs> like, we need to know 
Which computer is named Natalie? <laughs> That's well, like that would be mine. Because <laughs> almost everybody else just named it after themselves. Of course they did. Who the hell Which is I guess Natalie? It's easy, it's easy to figure out, you know, who's just put in that way. But yeah, yeah. Eric, who's your celebrity crush? I don't know, man. Um, when Friends was still on, it was Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I had a crush on her. Um, Amy Lee had a like. I had a thing for Amy Lee at one point. Well, I've discussed that in detail. The uh, <laughs> the, the female singers and that list. Yeah, but like right now. Shit, I think it's. I know who it's not. I know it's not Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. Like, where is he going with this? I don't know. Like, I I feel like um. I I don't have one right now. Okay. If I had to pick someone, like just. As of right now, it'd be Natalie Portman, but specifically wearing that Thor outfit. <laughs> or not wearing that Thor outfit. I still go back to Anna Kendrick or Aubrey Plaza. Those two are usually pretty much in the conversation all the time. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to say Sasha Banks again. All right. Well, what else can we talk about? Should we talk about Obi Wan? Sure. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, as I've said before, yeah, you're an asshole if you go on social media and you spoil stuff. There's, there's no sugarcoating that. You're definitely an asshole. However, with that said, and I've said this before, the people who definitely want to see stuff are going to see the stuff in short order when they want to see the stuff. So. If, spoilers. Spoilers. This yes. is your spoiler alert. If you're, if you're were watching Obi-Wan, a whole weekend has passed since then. You have seen it by now. So I want to talk about the Hayden Christensen scenes. Okay. So. First off, we got the training scene in episode five, which shows a lot more about what Anakin's motivations were to go to the dark side. Because it really was that that whole, uh, I have to be better, right? I have to be the best. And he kept getting shown up. But, uh... When you see him as Vader, when he busts the helmet, and you can tell it's the hybrid voice, did that not deliver the feels train? Oof, it was rough. I was just like, oh my god, here's your chance, Obi-Wan, finish it. And he and he did it! He disappointed me! <laughs> 
man just doesn't learn. Did he kill a character that's alive for three more movies? <laughs> I mean, I get it, but I feel like they could have just retconned the, all the movies from from here on out. This is a <laughs> diverging path. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good though. Um. Yeah, that was a. I really, really liked how they did that, and especially when he was like, you know, you did not, or or I am not your failure. I killed Anakin Skywalker like it was my choice, and he says, you know, oh, then my friend truly is gone. And that was such just so rough. And it also goes to show that he probably could have beaten him in episode four. Possibly, he yeah. Probably still could have beaten him in episode four. Yeah. But he purposefully, when Luke shows up, he turns his saber off. So he can go ghost. Which is still fucking crazy if you think about it. How them ending the freaking series with Qui Gon Jin? Uh I thought that gave me more emotion than than the Vader scene. I thought it was going to be during the show, but no, it's at the end of the show. Well, because I'm just like, if you really take a look at it, the entire series is about Vader, right? But then, like, what they don't show you is all the... F- like, Obi-Wan has so many fucking hardships. Like, he literally lost everything, and he can't be a part of anybody's life. Ever. <laughs> and he gets survivor's guilt, but then he also gets everybody else's guilt. <laughs> I was really hoping we were going to get Qui-Gon during the series. And the big thing for me was just knowing the fact that they confirmed a season two. And I was like, okay, that means they probably redid some of it so that when it ends, like, there's going to be some kind of a setup. So there's still seven more years until episode four. Right. So there's still much more story to tell. And now I think we're going to actually see more Qui-Gon next time. I also saw a thing that Liam Neeson put out that he will not let anybody else play Qui-Gon as long as he's alive. Uh, he showed up to do voices for Rebels. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, he's gonna Anthony be good Daniel. For him. Good for him. I, I don't, I like, I fucking loved it, dude. I loved Obi-Wan. Every moment of it. It was uh, so good. Uh, who else got uh, Force Unleashed vibes when Vader was just like pulled the fucking ship out of the out of the air? Yeah. Rips the door off. He did it easier than he did it in Force Unleashed. <laughs> that QTE sucked. <laughs> he was getting old then. <laughs> Also, is Force Unleashed canon now, or, like, is it not canon? I don't understand. Well, that's the thing, like, it's even shown in, like, you know, the cartoons where, like, this the second Sith 
is always trying and has a secret apprentice to hopefully kill the master and then I they believe, become the master. I believe that Force Unleashed and Fallen Order are both considered canon. Well, yeah, I know Fallen Order is. Which I'm excited for the second one. I just didn't know if, like, Force Unleashed was. Because isn't there, like, two Force Unleashed games? Yeah. 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 But the second one, we're led to believe it's a clone the entire time. Or is it? I just remember a big thing with Force Unleashed was, like, how disappointing it was ultimately, and then Fallen Order was kind of just like, Okay, well, Force Unleashed did some things wrong. We're going to correct that and give you the experience you really want. What's the best Star Wars video game ever made? I'm going to ask the question. Um, Fall in Order. You say fall in order? Okay. I say fall in order. I and and I have my reasons for it. I'll wait and I'll explain after you guys pick gears. Well, I haven't played enough to Well, I would say to break it up, RPG and Steel Republic. Oh, okay, yeah. But action game? Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Yeah. So I liked Fallen Order because it it's happening during the events, right? Like it's happening in the in in the timeline that we actually care about. It's not happening a thousand years before. It's not happening a thousand years after. It's literally happening to him right now. Order 66 happened. They're after him. He's being chased. This and now that I know like it's it's actually canon. It's a it's a you get introduced to a new character. Um all every all both all the characters in there uh not not just the main character have a really good backstory to it. The plot makes sense. The ending was great. And oh, too, when you just like stumble onto Vader and it's like, yeah, yeah run. <laughs> yeah. Legitimate fear of Vader. Like, it, it wasn't like, hey, fight Vader. It's like, hey, get the fuck out. Run. <laughs> there is no surviving. You will not win this battle. Get out. It was a masterpiece. Song that night sister. Bruh. I mean I've been having a lot of fun watching some of these ranking videos and it, it's it's making me want to get back into Chris Frank's the universe, and I'm not sure if I wanna transition that over to YouTube just yet, just because of all the editing that I know will have to get done. Uh so I've been trying to just come up with something else just to rank in the meantime. I wanna do some some game rankings, but the only problem is it's it's hard to it's hard to do something like that because you haven't like played everything. So 
what I think we should do is we should get some experts together and do some collective things and be like, okay, we're going to come up with the top 10 greatest Star Wars video games of all time. We're going to get a bunch of people together who are Star Wars fans and also gamers who've played a bunch of them, and we're going to collectively come up with what the 10 best ones are, and then we're going to put them in order. And then we'll kind of do it as like a roundtable style episode. Can do CKCC rankings instead of just me. So. So we're back to Obi Wan. <laughs> oh yeah, back to Obi Wan. The the turnaround where that where uh, the second sister was the little girl from the opening. And she survived Order 66. But she's not evil. She's doing it all to try to kill Vader. Yeah, that's pretty... That was pretty good character development. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that's her, and she's just evil now. Nope! She wants She wants to become as high up as possible so she can get as close to Vader as possible. Of course, it didn't work because... The entire Sith ideology is based on, you know, stabbing everybody in the back. That's why there can only be two, the Master and the Apprentice, because any more, and there's backstabbing. Exactly. Exactly. You can maybe trust one other person. You can't trust two people to that high of a level. The whole Sith ideology is all about stabbing them in the back. And Vader knew it was coming. Are you guys excited for Hocus Pocus 2? No. I gotta go rewatch the first one for the first time in 25 years, I think. I guess, I guess yeah, that would be the way to do it, right? Well, I mean, it ain't coming out until the end of September, right? So... Yeah, it's not like you have to watch it tomorrow. A few months till then. So do you think... Um, do you think... Uh, uh, what, what, what some of these like reboots and movies and everything... like Do you think it's good that they're taking that path with something like Star Wars and what Marvel's doing? Like, yeah, I know that there's a lot of content right now. But there are some things that I think have been benefiting over the fact that they've been a series instead of a standalone movie. And also, Hocus Pocus, too, is a Disney Plus movie, not an in-the-theaters movie. There's less to lose, I guess, there, right? Same with, like, imagine if they tried Rescue Rangers in the theater, right? Like, I would have never seen it until it eventually came, which means they wouldn't have made much money. Right. Off of me. No, they did that one the right way. They made it as a Disney Plus movie, which is what people wanted. So, yeah, we got Thor Love and Thunder to look forward to. What else is coming out recently? Or soon that's going to be a... What is coming soon? Who the heck even knows? I... I have no idea how to track anything movie-related anymore just because of the fact that, like, there's so much new stuff that keeps coming out. And... I mean, Avatar 2. Yeah. But also, like, the way COVID messed up the theater system and the movie system, I just can't track that stuff anymore. 
I mean, I still go to the movies to watch the big blockbusters like Jurassic World Dominion. Because to me, that has to be seen on the big screen. But like, if there if there's a, a funny comedy that looks it's coming out, I'll probably wait to watch that one for free. I still use the theater for my big blockbusters with all the explosions and the action. Dragon Ball Super Superhero is the 18th of August. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to. I don't know what they're going to do with it because it looks very, like, 3D animated. It, It looks like they took Xenoverse quality graphics and made a movie out of it. But at this this point i'm like a heroin addict and i fucking need my dragon ball so i don't care <laughs> halloween ends is in october yeah i'll be seeing that black adams in october be seeing that that'll that looks fun a christmas story christmas is in november that, the actual follow-up to it's a Christmas story. That will probably be awful. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in November. Wakanda Forever. Creed 3, which I haven't seen either of the other ones yet. So there is a lot going and on. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. The first Shazam is pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen but, that. I've heard it's good, though. Yeah, the first exam is good. You should watch it. Uh, Craven the Hunter. <laughs> Craven <laughs> movies this year? Uh, and then we get into next year. No, Craven is in the beginning of next year. Sorry. Also, early next year is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is supposedly when we're going to get more Kang the Conqueror stuff. So that's movies. Alright, well, I don't really have much else to talk about this week, guys, so we can go ahead and end it here if you want. Unless y'all got something else. Um, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, next time you guys book your vacation, use our friend Emerson Cotton. Teletravel.com, link in the description. If you guys are looking for some new apparel, go to my Redbubble store, buy a t-shirt to help keep us afloat, and become a patron at patreon.com slash clubkfabe to get early access to content as well as exclusive content just for you. Check out our partners, uh, Tom Dickinson over on the Watch Me Cook channel, just released some new content today. And my friend Anthony Blackwell Jr. on the IWEP Network. Go over there and support him. He's got lots of content to check out as well. And, of course, listen to the newest episode of The A-Show. And hear our Triple Threat Grand Finale Tournament cards, where I am losing the poll horribly. Because the other cards were just way better than mine. Uh, go over and throw me a sympathy vote on Twitter so I don't get creamed that badly, but I'm not winning. However, the card that I actually think should win is not winning either, so, you know, 
take it however it is. But uh, this wraps up another episode of the Nerd Table. Uh, we'll be Eric and I will be back on Sunday evening with another episode on YouTube. And get ready because Dan and I recorded a new trivia night episode that will be out soon. Any last words, Eric? Be excellent to one another. And we'll see you guys next time. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.